Blog Talk Radio. Would you remain faithful in your walk with Christ? China Aid Association reported that on November 12th, police officers from the Anhui and Bozu Bureau of Religion raided a house church and arrested more than 10 believers. Some believers were not released until that afternoon. The police also confiscated items belonging to the church. In spite of these raids, believers in China remain faithful. To learn how you can pray for and help persecuted Christians in over 50 nations around the world, subscribe to the Voice of the Martyrs free monthly newsletter. Call 875-VOICE. That's 875-V-O-I-C-E. Dial 875-VOICE today. The Voice of the Martyrs is a Christian nonprofit organization. has spoken to me so clearly. Jesus has spoken in the midst of the storm. Last night, I shared with you what Jesus has spoken to my heart and what he has spoken in his word. And relating that to what has taken place in the world today with this coronavirus commotion. The coronavirus first reported in mainland China back in December of 2019 has instilled fear, terrorized nations, unleashing demonic forces, in particular Antichrist spirits who are now preparing the way for the false prophet and the Antichrist to arrive. The coronavirus has disseminated all kinds of sicknesses. And as I mentioned last night, I look at the subject multidimensionally, meaning we're just not a one-dimensional being. We're a tripart human being, meaning... There's many areas demons can attack us and influence and harass and assault us. 
not only do they the coronavirus and the spirits behind the coronavirus has disseminated sickness, physical ailments, but mental afflictions, emotional torments, much more than you realize. And we discussed the whole subject idea that perhaps a part of what has taken place here on earth is coming from the spirits that are rooted in the Communist Party in China. Now, the Communist Party is what? Now, this, this, this broadcast, this presentation is not to delve into the Communist Party ideology. It's evil ideology. That's for another presentation in the near future. But suffice to say, the Communist Party stands for what? At its core, it's Antichrist. It doesn't stand for the values of the Christian worldview. It stands opposed to the the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. It's interesting to note that this coronavirus was first reported in mainland China. I believe at the very least the spirits and perhaps even the government in conjunction with these evil spirits that are rooted in the Communist Party brought forth this coronavirus. Bioterrorism involved perhaps, but I could tell you this, there's spiritual terrorism involved. There's spirits behind the Communist Party that are driving the Communist Party members, and they're bringing forth, to some degree, to some degree, this maddening, dreadful sickness, this virus, the coronavirus, that's afflicting and affecting billions on on the planet at this very hour. We're speaking about some powerful forces at work. Powerful forces. But as I mentioned last night, all of these forces have to submit to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The coronavirus has instilled fear, terrorizing nations, unleashing strong demonic forces, in particular antichrist spirits that are preparing for the way for the false prophet and the Antichrist. It's disseminating all kinds of sicknesses on multiple levels, affecting the tripart nature of humanity. And some of these evil spirits are rooted in the Chinese Communist Party. But Jesus has spoken. He tells us to not fear. He tells us to not fear. He has spoken in the midst of the satanic storm that rages around us. And I do know this. Jesus Christ is king. He's on the throne. Satan is not on the throne, Jesus. Coronavirus is not on the throne, but Jesus is on the throne. Jesus is. Jesus This presentation, as many of you know, is about Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I stand for Jesus. I stand for the blood. I stand for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I'm here to tell you, there's an external warfare taking place, but there's also an internal warfare taking place. 
You need to conduct external spiritual warfare. You also need to conduct inner warfare. What do I mean by this? Inner warfare. Well, demons, they're capable, obviously, in bringing all kinds of sicknesses to our body externally. But if they're able to get into you, and if they have invaded you, they're working internally. So, yes, you need to push them back, push the satanic oppression back externally, but then you need to also focus on your inter- interior life, your internal life. It's much, spiritual warfare, is much. there's much more involved than simply just driving out evil spirits externally. You have to look inward and look at the demonic issues that perhaps are unresolved in your interior life. Now, this is this is a thinking that's opposed. This idea, having demons, is opposed. The church, especially in the West, would oppose this idea. They dismiss the reality that demons can actually be working within, underscore the word, within a, a disciple. But if you want to be truly effective in spiritual warfare, you need to conduct external spiritual warfare, and you need to conduct internal spiritual warfare. You need to conduct inner warfare. Unless you have been through some tremendous deliverance, there's issues. There's demonic issues involved in your interior life that needs to be resolved. And so tonight, I'm going to take a few moments on the Deliverance Podcast to deal with this whole subject, to address, to investigate, to explore, and to look at at this whole subject of conducting inner warfare on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance, my friends. God has bestowed upon this global mission an extraordinary ability to gently guide individuals into the heavenly realms where thousands are encountering the risen Jesus and experiencing numerous heavenly wonders. We have perhaps created the world's largest video collection of testimonies of those being caught up into the third heaven and experiencing the joys and the wonders and the glories of God's heaven. These thrilling videos from around the world demonstrate that God loves and cares for us taste of his powers at jbartlemissions.com heavenly experiences are for real watch and see at jbartlemissions.com are you needing spiritual intervention and immediate assistance in removing demons and healing your broken heart we're available to travel to your location and meet you at a neutral location to pray and minister to you and your family we will travel domestically internationally these are limited Sessions, they're just limited sessions available, so please contact contact us right now, today, to schedule 
a personal, confidential, and loving ministry session with us at 877-483-5519. That's 877-483-5519. Or email us at j at jbartlandmissions.com. That's J-A-Y at jbartlandmissions.com. In Azerbaijan, being a Christian and a bold witness for Christ can be costly. Forum 18 News reported that on October 31st, police raided a Christian festival and detained four believers in the town of Kusar, Azerbaijan. Eighty members of a Baptist church were gathered in a believer's home for a celebration thanking God for the harvest. When police arrived, they turned off the gas and electricity in order to prevent the believers from preparing their meal. Police also photographed and videotaped the service and recorded the names of those present. Despite the government crackdown, believers in Azerbaijan remain faithful to Christ. To learn how you can pray for and help persecuted Christians, subscribe to the Voice of the Martyrs free monthly newsletter. Call 875-VOICE. That's 875-V-O-I-C-E. Support persecuted believers by calling 875-VOICE. The Voice of the Martyrs is a Christian nonprofit organization. If you were at risk of arrest every time you went to church, would you remain faithful in your walk with Christ? China Aid Association reported that on November 12th, police officers from the Anhui and Bozu Bureau of Religion raided a house church and arrested more than 10 believers. Some believers were not released until that afternoon. The police also confiscated items belonging to the church. In spite of these raids, believers in China remain faithful. To learn how you can pray for and help persecuted Christians in over 50 nations around the world, subscribe to the Voice of the Martyrs free monthly newsletter. Call 875-VOICE. That's 875-V-O-I-C-E. Dial 875-VOICE today. The Voice of the Martyrs is a Christian nonprofit organization. Welcome back to Deliverance. I'm Jerry Bartlett. Thank you for taking a few moments to be with us as we're discussing this whole uh, subject of conducting inner warfare. We need to conduct external spiritual warfare, forcing demons that are fighting us externally, resisting them, driving them out. But we also need to look at conducting internal, keyword internal warfare. This is something that most churches completely dismiss and ignore in the midst of this coronavirus commotion. We need to look at the subject because not only people are being attacked physically, but they're being attacked within their lives, internally. Not that long ago, while in Melbourne, Victoria, in the great nation of Australia. And I'm hoping to be back. As many of you know, I've traveled throughout Australia. With this mission, this small global Jesus mission, has literally reached millions 
of souls in Australia, just on television alone. We've been featured on primetime Australian television, reaching millions of souls for Jesus Christ. We've been on radio. I've, I've spoken in, in hundreds of meetings throughout the great Southland of the Holy Spirit there in the continent of Australia. We've seen thousands and thousands of people delivered from evil spirits throughout Australia and the great cities of Australia. And we hope to be back in 2020. God willing, we will return to Australia despite the enemy's attempts to, uh, to hinder us. In recent years, we have been. But the, these hindrances are temporary. We will return in Jesus' name. And I look forward to being with all my friends in Australia. We love Australia. And we believe in greater miracles to come, signs and wonders, when we return to Perth, Melbourne, Sydney, going to the Gold Coast, down to Tasmania, Adelaide, Brisbane, throughout that great continent of Australia. And you pray for us. You pray for us that we may return. But I remember the meetings in Australia. It wasn't that long ago in Melbourne. We received many souls healed, freed from evil spirits. A number of souls encountered miraculous physical healing, along with the deliverances. In fact, in each service, we witness Jesus Christ freeing souls in Melbourne on that first night on our most recent mission to Melbourne, Victoria, Australia, I recall vividly encouraging everyone to break generational curses. And as individuals were breaking generational curses, suddenly demons manifested within a woman in the back of the meeting hall. Demons were quickly leaving, departing from her body. After her deliverance from these groups of evil spirits, and she had mentioned she had some major back problems, God healed her. Now, on the second night, she was freed from an additional 600 spirits of divination, of witchcraft. Then I was led by the Holy Spirit to minister to a young woman in her 20s, whom I'll just refer to as Mary. As I prayed for Mary, a little heart part surface, a two-year-old, along with a 17-year-old, the two-year-old spoke of great fear and torment, attached to the, this little dissociative identity. The soul fragment was a spirit of fear. We appeared to her as a monster, the demons of fear revealed to me. We enter through her eyes and have brought some blindness to her. That's exactly what they said. We entered through her eyes and have brought blindness to her. Turns out when she was only two years of age, she was in the hospital. Due to some asthma, it was there during the hospital visit that the demon appeared to her and brought the torment. Besides the spirits of fear, there were a number 
a number of uh, evil spirits named Heartbreaker. All of these spirits worked in conjunction to enslave her broken heart. As we minister to the hurting parts, something powerful took place. And I'm going to tie this in, what occurred there in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia, to what has taken place on this date in 2020 during the coronavirus commotion. Something powerful took place. The little ones, I'm speaking about the soul fragments, fell down to the ground as they could actually see the resurrected Jesus. His holy appearance was enough to cause the little ones to fall down to worship the Lord Jesus. I then proceeded to drive out the many demons within her. During the exorcism, we took off her glasses. After her deliverance, without the aid of her glasses, she could actually read what was posted on the wall of the sanctuary, of this meeting venue. She said she couldn't previously read those things on the wall. Another miraculous healing of the eyes. Moreover, after her deliverance from these demonic spirits, this woman testified to being able to breathe better. She actually shout, shouted out, Jay, I can breathe. For a long time, she had suffered with respiratory problems. And for once, she could breathe. Jesus healed her respiratory system. And so many others received deliverance and a measure of supernatural healing, either mentally, emotionally, physically, during those series of meetings in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Now, why am I mentioning what happened there? How am I tying this in? I'm here to tell you, you may be having some physical problems. You may be, I know that the focus on the mainstream medium is on the physical issues people are having. And I'm not here to dismiss or to minimize the physical issues. The coronavirus is bringing dreadful, horrific attacks upon bodies around the world, and we pray for them. We pray for God's healing. We want to comfort. We want to minister in the name of Jesus. But I'm here to tell you we're multidimensional beings. Not only are people being attacked physically, but there are things going on within the soul, the souls of individuals, the hearts. The, the part of the soul is the heart, the seat of the emotions, and the minds of individuals. And you better believe there's a soul-body connection. So what has taken place in the body is affecting the soul, and what's having, what's affecting the soul is having an effect on the body. You can't, you can't dismiss that. Ignore that reality. And it's something we all need to address. I have discovered in 32 years of ministry around the world, if there's things happening in the body, you better believe there's things happening in the soul. Now, if there's things happening in the soul, there's things happening in the body. That's just the way it works. There's soul-body connection, body-soul connection. 
something that needs to be investigated. And that's why I'm taking some time here this evening to discuss the subject of conducting inner warfare. People are returning to doctors, medicine, all forms of alternative healing to resolve physical issues. I'm here to tell you that we need to look at the internal, the interior of one's life. You need to look internally. There may be things happening in your body, and I'm here to tell you Jesus is able to do what no doctor, no medication could ever do. Jesus is your cure. Jesus can repair your body and your soul. And there's a war not only going on for the bodies of individuals, but also for the souls of individuals. Let us never forget that reality, that truth. We need to conduct external spiritual warfare and inner warfare because there is a war taking place within your hearts. Now, as I mentioned just a moment ago, when I was there in Melbourne, Victoria, that woman had physical issues that I just referred to, asthma, physical pain. back issues. There were physical issues, but along with the physical, as I began to probe and as I began to do ministry, deliverance ministry with this woman, there was brokenness within her soul. And she had asthma, issues with the eyes, back problems, physical pain, respiratory issues of all sorts. But as we began to deal with her internal, interior issues, as these things were, and these, when I'm speaking about these things, when the evil spirits were driven out, she was experiencing healing. So what has taken place? Well, it goes back to Luke chapter 13, verse 10. Now, when Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. There are spirits of infirmity. There are spirits behind this coronavirus commotion. Many different kinds of spirits. As I mentioned earlier in the in the broadcast, in the podcast, They're antichrist spirits working, along with the spirits of infirmity, spirits of fear and terror, spirits of death. There's all kinds of spirits working on the planet at this very hour. But 2,000 years ago, Jesus was in the synagogue teaching, and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity, 18 years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. Demons have the ability to bring sickness, disease, germs and bacteria, viruses of all sorts into human bodies. Like this woman in Luke chapter 13 
She had a spirit for a long period, almost two decades, and was bent over and could no way raise herself up. Verse 12, but Jesus, but when Jesus saw her, but when Jesus saw her, he called her to him. Jesus sees you. Perhaps you're sick right now, physically sick. You know somebody who's physically sick. Jesus sees you. He sees them. Jesus is God in the flesh. He sees all. He's omnipresent. He's all-powerful. He's at all places at all times. He's God in the flesh. He sees you, and he's going to call you just like he did 2,000 years ago. He's going to call you to himself. He called her to him and said to her, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And Jesus is speaking here tonight. He's using me as a, as a tool, as a weapon in his hands. And I'm here to tell you, woman, man, child, you are loosed from your infirmity. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I command that sickness to leave your body right now. That spirit of sickness to go in the name of Jesus Christ. That spirit of pain. Come out quickly now in Jesus' name. Many are listening. Many are right now. Many of you are getting some element of healing right now. Out in the name of Jesus Christ. I command you, spirit of death, spirit of coronavirus, that fear, that drive you are loosed. You are loosed from your infirmity. God, I'm asking that you fill these people. They're listening. They're experiencing right now deliverance and healing. That you fill them with your Holy Spirit. And to be mindful of this. In verse 16, Luke chapter 13, verse 16, Jesus says, All not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham. She was in a covenant relationship with the living God. She was a daughter of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jesus spoke about this devout believer, this daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound. Think of it for 18 years. Be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Today, Jesus will set you free. He set this woman from the, set this woman free, no doubt. Multidimensionally. Multidimensionally. He dealt with her physical ailments. And obviously being God in the flesh, he also dealt with her interior issues, internal issues. This woman in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia, she had physical issues, but she had interior issues. And I'm trying to draw everyone's attention to the fact that we're multidimensional. Don't simply just look one-dimensionally thinking that it's just a physical issue. There could be demons behind the physical, and more than likely there are demons behind the physical issue that need to that need to be confronted in the power of Jesus Christ. In the power of Jesus Christ. I have so much more I want to share. I'll be right back after this brief intermission.
up to the Lord. Lift your hands up to the Lord. Lift your hands up to the Lord. Yeah.
Welcome back to Deliverance. I'm Jerry Bartlett. Thank you for taking a few moments to be with us. President Donald J. Trump earlier today warned those of us here in the United States to brace for a hell, quote, hell of a bad two weeks, end quote. Ahead, as the White House projects, there could be 100 to 240,000 deaths in the United States. That's 100 to 240,000 deaths in the United States from the coronavirus pandemic, even while the current social distancing guidelines are maintained. Well, I'm here to tell you. It's time to do spiritual warfare. It's time to fight back. We have the answer, do we not? Those of us in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, those of us who have been born again, we have the answer. We have the answer. And it's the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, which offers healing which offers the removal of sickness and disease and germs, bacteria, viruses of all sorts. That removes evil spirits, the power of the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on the cross 2,000 years is available to all. We just have to tap into it. We don't have to accept this. We don't have to accept 100 to 240,000 people dying from this deadly disease, this demon. As President Xi of mainline China, President Xi, who I don't believe is a Christian by any means, he even referred to this monster, the coronavirus, that was first reported there in mainline China in December of 2019. President Xi even referred to the virus as being a demon. It is a monster. It is an evil spirit. Make no mistake about it. This thing is a strong evil spirit, but it has to submit to Jesus Christ. And if the church would just rise up and begin to do spiritual warfare and offer, I'm playing my small part. You do your small part, which is going to make a big, massive difference in this world. If each and every one of us who love the Lord Jesus Christ would just do our part, wherever that part may be, wherever your giftings lie, where whatever God has called you to do, utilize the gifts that God has given you. We can make a difference. We are making a difference. We have literally seen tens of thousands of people healed through our ministry by God's grace and for his glory. Tens of thousands of individuals throughout the world on six continents of the world, tens of thousands of people healed of various kinds of sicknesses and diseases and torments and maladies and pains and afflictions, rescuing souls from certain death, physical and spiritual death. You know, Jesus says in John 14, Verse 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, 
give I unto you. Let your heart not, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. This is the words of Jesus Christ. I think this passage is is a powerful, powerful passage. I like to read it again. This is John chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let your heart not be troubled, neither afraid. We need to fight. And we need to not only fight externally, but we need to look internally. Because if you just simply do warfare on the outside and not deal inwardly, guess what? You're only dealing with half of of the equation. It's multidimensional, the warfare. You need to look externally and internally to be truly effective at spiritual warfare. Now, we're not speaking about internally. I'm speaking about the soulish realm. Now you're just simply looking at what's happening on your body from an external standpoint. But look, could you imagine in that meeting in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia, if I just simply focused on the external issues? Some of it would have been the result, but some of it was rooted directly. And as I as I reported to you, directly because of the things that were happening within her soul nature. There's a soul-body connection. That's why I'm focusing tonight on this subject of conducting inner warfare. Now, how do you conduct inner warfare? Well, I could spend hours on this subject, but suffice to say, it's it's investigating, it's exploring. I'm going to give you, a, I don't know, three or four things you could do to conduct inner warfare. Inner warfare, if you want to be truly effective in spiritual warfare and to conduct inner warfare – you need to pray. Pray. Because this is a a realm, an invisible realm, where you need the wisdom and the discernment and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. You can't do it on your own power. You can't do it on your own power. And as I was reading earlier this evening before the podcast, The Lord says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. You need the Holy Spirit to guide you, to comfort you, to teach you, to direct you, and to help you in this warfare. You need the Holy Spirit. That's number one, the Holy Spirit. Number two. As you trust in the Holy Spirit to guide you in this process, in this warfare, number two, boldly confront. That's number two, boldly confront. Because the Holy Spirit's going to give you what? Power. Jesus says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power. So number one, you need to pray to God. Pray to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, to do what? Number two, to boldly confront. 
that which is internally operating within your life, internally operating your life. And that's what exactly you need to do. You need to be bold, courageous, be men and women of courage, and confront the demonic that's perhaps causing all these issues on the external on the external end. There's internal warfare and there's external warfare. To conduct internal inner warfare, you need to, number one, seek the Holy Spirit. Pray for God's wisdom and discernment, for the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon you, which will lead to what? Number two, boldly confront the demonic. So what do you do when you're boldly confronting? You're telling it to go. That's number three. Tell it to leave you. Tell the demonic to go. Cast it out. It's easy. One, two, three. Let's not uh, make it complicated. It's truly that simple. One, two, three. Pray. Boldly confront by the power of of the Holy Spirit. Confront the demonic. Speak to the demonic and tell it, number three, tell it to go. Now, look, I'm not naive. Sometimes you have to do a step number four. Step number four is what I term as deeper deliverance, which involves several elements, namely finding the name of the demon. Okay, the demon's not leaving. There are many demons that want to fight. They're stubborn. They're they're relentless. They're stiff-necked. Just like Satan himself. They want to fight you. They fought the Lord. They fought the Lord Jesus while he was here on earth doing ministry. You better believe they're going to fight you. So in the power of the Holy Spirit, if they don't leave immediately, well then, do what I term as number four. Do deeper deliverance. There's a few elements that you need to uh, delve into. Number one, find its name. Find out its right by which it can hold on to you. Because demons can't just arbitrarily hold on to you for any reason. It has to be given a right. So you've got to figure out what it is so you can be more effective in expelling it. Number three, find out if there's other issues involved internally. Now, this broadcast, this podcast doesn't have the time to, to deal with all the various avenues to take when doing internal spiritual warfare. I'm just giving you just some basics here. But number three, uh, when doing deeper deliverance, I mentioned the need to uh, to find out the name, find out its rights, the demon's rights by which he's holding on to. Find out if he's holding on to any brokenness in your life. The brokenness of the soul nature has, because of the brokenness of the soul nature, it's directly linked to the body. What's happening within the soul is affecting the body. And perhaps you're you're becoming susceptible to physical ailments. Because perhaps you have fear in your soul. Perhaps there's a dissociative identity. There's a broken, fragmented soul part of, of uh, that's existed within your life internally. Obviously, that's being tormented. Well, that soul fragment is within your body, and you better believe there's torment and there's Fear within a soul fragment, it's the body's going to have an effect at some at to some degree at some level. There's a soul body because the soul's within the body. Can't ignore that. You can't not dismiss that. That's the need to conduct inner warfare. 
Now, who are you warring against? Well, there's there's a lot of things you're warring against. I mean, there's evil spirits that could invade you. The evil spirits bring things into your life internally that could afflict you, like lies, spiritual blindness, and so much more. They could be holding on to broken pieces of your life, the dissociative identities that have that you have within your life. And they could be using what I term as soul invaders, those soul parts, foreign soul parts of other individuals that have invaded you as a result of some unhealthy, unholy soul ties that have been created. And thus, what the soul invader has and the kind of demon that's within the soul invader can have effect on you externally. Not only internally, but externally, for they are in you and their soul-body connection. See, it's much more than just simply just one, two, three. Though, however, we've seen quite a few people, many, many thousands, who, who were set free in three easy steps. But we recognize, we totally understand the fact and the reality that sometimes the demons want to fight. They are stubborn beings. They are demonic warriors. They like, they like to battle. So we have to battle back. And I would highly recommend if they don't leave, because you do, number one, you seek the Holy Spirit. Number two, you boldly confronted the power of Jesus Christ, the demonic. Number three, you actually tell it to leave, to depart. Now, if it doesn't leave, if it doesn't depart, you have to do step number four because you can't let the demon just stay there. You have to do deeper deliverance, what I term as deeper deliverance. Do a couple of three or four things. Find out its name. Find out by which the right by which he's holding on to you. There must be something that he's holding on to because demons cannot arbitrarily enter you for any for any reason. There has to be some kind of right by which they're they're holding on to. Find out the right. Number three. Find out if the demon's holding on to some brokenness in your life. That could be the hidden key. That could be actually the spiritual key you've been looking for that would explain a lot what's happening in your life. Perhaps what's happening in your brokenness is having an effect on your physical body. You know, the nation is being gripped by the coronavirus commotion. And what is the coronavirus doing? Bringing fear. Terror, torment. Now, what are these elements? Well, these elements are evils that affect what primarily? One's soul, the metaphysical element of who you are. Remember, you're tripart human being, body, soul, and spirit. Your spirit's hidden in Christ in the heavenly realms, but your soulish realm, your mind and your emotions are still here on earth. It has not been raised. Paul makes that clear in Colossians chapter 3. So those two aspects of who you are, the body and the soul remain here on earth and can be hammered by the powers of darkness. And something like this taking place, the satanic storm where this pandemic, this coronavirus, not only physically attacking people, but it's bringing fear. It's bringing fear, torment. And where's, and, and where's these uh, evils taking place? They're ta it's taking place within the minds and the hearts of individuals. 
So we've got to drive it out. I'm telling you, fear can bring the coronavirus. Because what does fear do? Well, the Bible says fear involves torment. Coronavirus is torment. So you need to start eliminating doorways by which demons can enter you and bring physical ailments. And, and, and by the way, as you begin to deal with these evils, internal evils, you're eliminating the possibility of you physically being assaulted by demonic powers and the powers of sickness, of disease, and pain. Now, after you find out some some of the basics on, on when you're dealing with the deeper deliverance element in the process, then do number five, which is expel, bind up all these evil spirits, bind them up, bind up the strong man, cast it into the abyss where it belongs in the name of Jesus Christ. So it's easy as... It can be easy as one, two, three. You call upon the Holy Spirit. You seek God in prayer, number one. You seek God in prayer. The Holy Spirit will give you the strength. He will guide you. He will teach you. And then, which will lead to number two, he will empower you to boldly confront, to be men and women of courage to confront the demonic. Number three, expel it, cast it out. Now, if it doesn't leave, you have to do number four, which is deeper deliverance. And within the deeper deliverance, there's a few things you need to do. Number one, you need to find out the name of the demon. If the demon's not leaving, then he's holding on to something. So do number two, find out the rights by which he's holding on to you. Number three, find out if he's holding on to some brokenness of your life or if he's holding on to some uh, soul invader that's, that's that has taken advantage and has been able to invade you and bring in – all kinds of problems and issues into your life. And then number five, in this process of conducting inner warfare, you need to expel it. Expel the strong man. Expel, bind them all up, and expel them into the abyss. I'm telling you, do these these basics, and you're going to find yourself spiritually healthy, physically healthy, emotionally healthy, mentally healthy. My friend, it works. How do you think I've been able to survive for 32 years? It's my 33rd year of ministry around the world. There is no possible way I could have survived if I've, if, if I've not tapped into the weapons that God has so graciously provided to, for me to conduct inner warfare. No way. I've been able to, to maintain long this this for a long period of time this global missionary work it's because i conduct inner warfare i do the things i'm teaching you here tonight it works when demons leave you become healthier <laughs> physically mentally emotionally and you're removing doorways by which demons can get into you other demons that could bring the coronavirus or any kind of sickness for that matter so don't be afraid. Jesus is on your side. He is Lord. He is Lord. Never forget that. As I mentioned last night, 
The Lord says in Isaiah 43, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God. The Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I fear not, for I am with you. Fear not, for I am with you. And I love verse 11, 12, and 13, Isaiah 43. I, even I, am the Lord. And besides me, there is no Savior. I have declared and saved. I have proclaimed, and there was no foreign God among you. Therefore, you are my witnesses, says the Lord. That I am God. Indeed, before the day was, I am He. And there is no one who could deliver out of my hand. I work, and who will reverse it? If God works, who's going to be able to reverse His work? Nobody. The simple answer nobody. You put to, put to practice, start using the principles, the the points I'm giving you here this evening. Start trying the basics here, and I think you're going to see a difference. We're here to serve you. I'm here to tell you we're here to serve you. Whatever we can do to help you. Now, we're located, the J. Bartlett Missions, we're located at 530 South Lake Avenue, number 922 in Pasadena, California, 91101. Our numbers, again, is 877-483-5519. That's jbartlandmissions.com. Feel free to email us at j at jbartlandmissions.com. I bless each and every one of you in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. 